Hi, this is Jim, and this is Second Chance, a Moped Podcast. And welcome to everybody, another week of Second Chance Moped Podcast. I have great news! It got to be 70 in Minnesota, well, 60-ish. I got to ride for like an hour and a half after work. I actually did. I haven't done this since the spring. When I'm really excited to ride mopeds, I'll sneak home at lunch and ride my bike back to the back to where I work and just store it in the warehouse and I'll go riding after work. I did that today and I got to I refell in love with St. Paul. Like I've been lucky enough to ride in a lot of different areas this past year in the US and I love exploring new areas. But I'll I'm gonna lay this challenge down to anybody. I don't think there's two I, I can probably name a couple, but St. Paul is probably one of the top five favorite riding cities in the entire U.S. And this is why there's elevation changes. There's left and right turns. There's no straight roads. And people made fun of St. Paul for that forever on the other side of the river. But guess what? It makes it way more fun to ride. And we have the freshy, fresh pavement. Like that's all I did was hit fresh pavement tonight. It was so much fun. Um, But yeah, you guys, I can't, Thank you again for tuning in to Second Chance Moped Podcast. I am so overwhelmed by the response I've gotten with emails and with possibly a few prizes because I've had some people in the moped community offer to send me stuff to give prizes out. And we're, we'll figure out how we do that. Like, I, I got a few ideas how we can give those prizes out, which can be pretty fun and unique. Um, but don't forget, obviously, your listen list, but don't forget to subscribe to us at Instagram or wherever you get your podcast. It makes me feel good on the inside when I get a when I get a subscribe every now and again from on Apple Podcast, uh, where else I'm on Stitcher, SoundCloud, all the major podcast um, carriers. And don't forget, if you ever have questions for me about the show or ideas or anything like that, don't forget to email me at secondchancemoped at gmail.com. Again, secondchancemoped at gmail.com. And yeah, so a lot of a lot of rad things are going to be happening here in the next couple, two, three weeks that I hope come to fruition. Um, and this week's guest is, is unique to me because... It's weird how ships cross in the night and how we all know each other, whether we know it or not, because this guess was, again, a recommendation. This is what's so rad about the moped community. Um, people just tell me about somebody and like, hey, wait a minute. Oh, fucking hell yeah, I want to enter. I want to find out more about this guy. Um, Kansas John recommended this person. And then two and two, I start putting two and two together. We actually met last summer. And I wanted to actually, it was at like, it was at a rally and you know how we all get at rallies where it's just overwhelming. You're taking everything in. You're, you're looking for one or two people, you know, just say hi to. And sometimes it's hard to meet new people, but sometimes you should just reach out, which I should have done, but I'm so grateful for this podcast. I get to actually connect with people on a one-on-one level. And that's what I, that's the reason why I like doing it. I can't believe how many people actually listen to this. But really, I don't care if one person would listen to it because I get to meet more people in the moped community. And when we get to get together again and get to rally again, I feel that these people on this podcast will be better known to new people like me in the moped world. So with my rambling and me talking about my stories, I'd like to introduce our guest this week. 
Hi, um, my name is Phil Petrie. Uh, you may, uh, if you're an old timer or a fan of moped blogs, you may know me as Responsible John. Um, I am a current member of the Mosquito Fleet in Seattle. Um, I currently live in Lafayette, Indiana. Um, uh, uh, yeah, and uh, that's it. Awesome, awesome. I know Kansas Jayon has a lot of um, respect for you and <laughs> admiration. Like, it was funny because he was just telling me about just, I don't know, he was just saying, like, responsible, John. Some story. I'm like, what? There's, he's like, oh, yeah, but Philip Petrie. Oh, that's awesome. Like, um, so here on Second Chance Moped Podcast, we go back to the beginning of people's moped journeys. Um, it's what happened, what it was like, and what it's like today. So, John, let's mm-hmm. go back to your first memory of not necessarily getting on, but seeing a moped. Do you remember that? So I was uh, maybe 16, 15. And uh, this girl that I had a crush on at my school, I saw her riding an FA-50 around in her backyard. Nice. And, And like she was waving at everybody and she's like beeping the horn. And I was like, this is the coolest little scooter I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, that was the first time that I'd seen one. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was in uh, rural Nebraska. So not a, not a great, like not the ideal setting for, you know, <laughs> the uh, wonderful urban commuter that a moped is. Yeah. Um, so um, fast forward a few years later. I, uh, this is the year 2002 and Star Wars, uh, let's see, Star Wars episode, was it five? <laughs> no, like is this, the, it was Phantom Menace had come out. Okay. So four. So that, yeah, then, you're right. I always get the timeline screwed up on those. So four was a new hope. So you're, you're it right. would have been yeah. five, six, seven, episode seven. Okay, so uh, <laughs> Phantom Menace had come and gone from theaters, and I was walking through the Walmart, and on the closeout aisle was Anakin's pod racer helmet, okay, awesome. with the, like with the leather flaps and the goggles that come down, yeah. and I was like, oh, this would be hilarious to wear riding my motorcycle because I had a mm-hmm. like a, I had a Honda motorcycle, and yeah. I was like, oh, but this is a, that would be illegal. Like in Nebraska, that's definitely not a helmet. <laughs> and Nebraska is like a helmet state. And I was like, yeah. oh, but I bet I could get away with it if I had like a moped. Oh, and so, shit. so I was like, oh, well, I just got to find one of these things. So one of my friends is like, I was telling him this idea. And he's like, oh, well, I've got this old uh, Honda Express. And I was like, that sounds great. Canary yellow, brown seat. Awesome. Like, so I bought it. Um, went to go look at it with my dad and he's like oh yeah you know it, it doesn't really run very good you have to mm-hmm. spray starter fluid to get it to go mm-hmm. and uh so he's like i want 75 dollars for it and uh there was he's like the oil injection is busted and i looked <laughs> and he had like a he had a needle nose vice grips like clamped on the oil injection line awesome and and i was like do the vice grips come with it? Yes, that's what I was going to ask. And I was like, <laughs> okay, come on. What else are we getting for this? Yeah, they were like brand new. And he's yeah. like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, I'll take it. 
so you know i bought it and then uh I, there's some great uh took some pictures of myself like sitting on it with the pod racer helmet on tried to ride it around town super dangerous because like those oh, pod yeah. racer goggles had like the blinders on the side yeah so it was like yeah, total dude, there's nothing, yeah <laughs> what i know nebraska pretty well what town <laughs> was this in you said you're riding around town uh so this would be henderson nebraska oh my it's, god did you know the bullers well, there's a lot of bullers but you might kermit? be referring to kermit yeah yes i was yeah. sponsored by kermit oh okay yeah kermit yeah, yeah. uh they manufacture the bully clutches and do a bunch yep. of go-kart stuff. Yep. Yep. Yeah. His, let's see, Matt, his younger son, yeah. Matt was a year younger than me in school. And okay. uh, he Chris, and I, there's both, Matt and Chris. Yeah. Chris is the older brother. Mm -hmm. I didn't know him very well, but yeah, that's the, that's the town. So small world in Nebraska. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I, I've been to Henderson quite a bit, actually. Like uh, I, oh, that's um, funny. yeah. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you, there's a reason why, like, people, you can identify with this. People don't understand my disdain for driving through Iowa mm -hmm. and Nebraska. It's so flat. It is mm -hmm. so flat and just so, it takes five hours to go 10 hours. But anyways, I'm sorry for interrupting you. <laughs> but yeah. No, that's a, that's about it. Like, the, you've got the idea with Nebraska, right? Like, I had this Honda Express. And it was like, okay, this is great. It goes 25 and everywhere is like 15 miles apart. Mm -hmm. So, and it's just like, oh, you just go seven miles in a straight line and then you make a 90 degree turn and then you go, you know, nine miles in a straight line and then you're there. So yeah. it uh, didn't have a whole lot to do with that. But then uh, I graduated high school and went to college in Indiana and yeah. Indiana, I'm seeing like, man, there's scooters and mopeds all over. Everybody's riding them all over the place. What's the deal? And I asked somebody and they said, well, in Indiana, you don't have to have a license plate or a driver's license and there's no helmet law. And I was like, ooh, sign me up. That sounds great. So yeah. um, brought my, I made a, I made a, a rack that went behind my car to put my uh, Honda Express on it. And then I brought it to Indiana with me. And uh, it was, uh, as an aside, the car was a purple Cadillac, like a, a 1985, like Cadillac uh, awesome. coupe. And it, it was, it was like the Canary Yellow uh, Express just really popped on the back there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was fun. Like I had that Express. I parked it in the bike rack. I rode it to classes. I rode it all around town and uh really got into it and uh so then pretty soon like oh i gotta get another one so i can have people to ride with you know like i'm pretty sure everybody's moped story starts out that way <laughs> i don't need two i need one for my friend yeah so, you always think you always think you're gonna get friends if you get mopeds but your most your normal friends like i want nothing to do with this but you know whatever <laughs> so so i went and found another honda express on ebay in Terre Haute and yeah. like drove to Terre Haute and like threw it on my rack and brought it back. That's and, so uh, funny. You keep on saying all these towns in the Midwest. Like I'm thinking like ever since you said Henderson, I'm thinking of racetracks. Like I've been to Terre Haute's <laughs> racetrack. I've been to, yeah, I'm sorry. Like it's just hilarious so, to me. Yeah. That, uh, that, so Kermit sponsored you. You must've raced go-karts then or what did yep, you? Yep. I mm -hmm. raced go-karts and, um, yeah. So 
all over the all over the Midwest, all over. Yeah, the go kart tracks are uh, really Im- impressive. Like I I've seen several of them because I, I was a part of a moped racing league on the West Coast mm-hmm. um, when I lived out there. So like. Uh, We'll come back to that if we're going to do this chronologically. Oh yeah, dude. I'm all you, like, if you a little bit, you might've heard the podcast. I love my timelines and I mm-hmm. love chron- chronological orders. So yes. All right. Yes. So um, yeah, like graduated college, like 2006. What and, did you uh, go to school for? You might've said, but I was just making I, sure all our levels were um, right. So I studied uh, uh, psychology. I have a, a major in psychology nice bachelor's degree mm-hmm. yep it uh very uh is very fun degree um getting to study people and mm-hmm. uh, you know like i'm pretty sure if you've been involved in mopeds for a while there's always somebody that comes around and says we want to make a documentary about your thing you know like your subculture right yeah. well the like the it was definitely like uh Oh, you know, there was certainly a a class that I took where they're like, document some subculture, you know, but I was not like a video person. So Mm -hmm. I was never like, oh, I'll make a documentary. But it it is interesting to um, think about the way that uh, the moped scene uh, feels like a little family and we all have lots of common experiences and Mm -hmm. somehow that, uh, you know, brings us together. so yeah the um once i i had these honda expresses my my friend was like oh this looks like fun i want to get a moped and i was like there's a moped shop in goshen indiana or elkhart at the time so i was like let's go up there and buy one so we drive up there and meet Devin for the first time and uh, I believe he was one of the first people you interviewed on this podcast, right? Yep. He was number two or three. He was supposed to be number yeah. two, but yeah. Yeah. So, Devin's so a super nice guy. He's, he's always been an amazing person. Uh, definitely <laughs> a, mm-hmm. an awesome dude. So like we met him and his brother CJ and bought like this old gadabout. And like, I was like, man, this thing is awesome. And it had... I don't know if you've ever seen it. The Gadabout had this really unique uh, domino control that was, or no, it was CEV. It had like a chain, like a pull chain on it. So like when you uh, twist the throttle, mm-hmm. it was all hidden behind like this little plate. But instead of just being like a plastic tube that twists around and pulls the cable, there was yeah. like a chain that went over <laughs> and oh, wow. pulled the cable up. And uh, I've only ever seen it on one other Gadabout. So maybe some of your listeners will have seen this thing before. But I remember, like, it seems so weird. I have to find this now. I'm I'm curious because that, yeah. Yeah, it was very strange. But, like, we bought that moped, saw, like, this old warehouse that they had that was just, like, stuffed full of everything. Mm -hmm. And it it was a neat experience. So then... You know, got the itch. Like, there's three of us, three mopeds now. Um, bought a Motobicon 50V uh, from okay. a guy that I found on Moped Army, and uh, it was in Muncie. So I drove over to Muncie <laughs> and like pick pick this thing up. And like this thing was pure class. It was like red. It was the it was like a deep red. He had bought it yep. from the original owner, and it, 
it had that beautiful white face uh, speedometer, you know, and oh, like yeah. and like the the bulbs like glowed this patinaed yellow color mm-hmm. with the yep, blue. Yep. And I was like, this is so sexy. Yeah. And like the most. Is that like the first time you really fell in love with the moped then? Because like I can, yeah. I can, I can hear the passion and see like yeah. just that smile on your face. Like that was your first. It almost seems like that was a, the first time you fell in love with a moped. Like. Yeah, the Honda Express was like, haha, look at this funny thing. And yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, it's kind of fun to ride. But this was like, this is a really well thought out, like, like a beautiful machine. Like, mm-hmm. clearly, like, I'd only been around Japanese stuff. And like, this yeah. is a French machine. And like, motor swings. <laughs> and like, there's no like fluids in it. Like, it just takes gas and oil. There's, mm-hmm. there's no gearbox. It was so it was so awesome. It had a long seat. And so at the time you could get um from handy bikes was still selling the motobacon saddlebags and yep. like they were on ebay all over and so i got like a pair of those awesome and, you know it's like everybody's experience like well now that i got this moped how do i put a passenger on it because i'm gonna ride two people on here because you gotta ride dubs exactly <laughs> that's right so you know that was like a that mo- moped was used in lots of uh dates like <laughs> i would take girls on dates it's like oh here's this unique so you're date. the guy who wrecked it for the rest of us i see i see <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah it was like hop on throw your purse in the saddlebag we're we're going for a cruise and That's so, so awesome like, yeah in the 50v like it was a 30 mile an hour one so mm-hmm. it was like it was great bike and uh yeah then i bought uh I found, uh, I was like, oh, I kind of want to try one of these Pook mopeds. They look pretty neat. Bought a Maxi on eBay that was uh, just the cross, like in Bloomington, Illinois. Mm-hmm. And uh, when uh, I like was emailed the guy, like I'd want it, it was 150 bucks. And I was like, okay. Um, what looks- did you pay for the motorbike? Because like, that's another thing that's always, it seems not... For the most part, up until recently, moped prices, used moped prices have stayed mm-hmm. kind of stagnant. So, like, that's what, like, now you're seeing, somebody explained to me a while, a little bit ago, like, you always used to see expensive bikes, like, six, $800 bikes. You just see more mm-hmm. of them now. They all mm-hmm. used to be 50 to 150 bucks. So, like, yeah. what would you pay for that motorbike? That back to the question. That that running motorbike, um, I paid... $325 for it. I think I, I chronolog, uh, uh, you can fact check me if you go to my blog because it's still hosted. It's uh, mopedhq.blogspot.com. Oh, you um, know, I'm putting a link up when we put this and, show up. Yeah. Like you can go back to the year 2007, I think, and like see <laughs> a lot of me figuring this stuff out. But uh, the, yeah, I remember like him and and Han, like, oh, that's a lot of money. But I was like, you know what? Like, it's not earning me any money, any interest in the bank. Like, I've got it. I'm going to spend it. If I feel like it's a waste, I'll just so sell it, bad. get my money back. Yeah. yeah. So, so, like, yeah, I bought this Maxi. And uh, when I emailed the guy, he was like, I could tell it was a motorcycle junkyard. And I was like, do you have any other mopeds with pedals there? And he's like, mm-hmm. I think I've got, I think I've got, a couple more and i was like well pull them out when i get there i'll buy them from you 
you're seeing yeah. white cobras and everything else. No, I'm just messing with you. But so so I, I roll up. There's the maxi, uh, a Columbia commuter, and a brown UPS Magnum. Oh Jesus, yeah. <laughs> and and it's like, oh my god, <laughs> this is like the coolest moped. I can't believe this is a moped. It's a two speed. And yeah. I was like, does it work? And he's like, ah, I think it runs. There's a key for it somewhere over here. He's like, you know, you can get a big motor for these. And I was like, I, I don't, I get don't your know. Big more kid on it, son. And and I'm just like. I was like, well, he took 150 for that one. So I'm like, would you take 400 for all three? And he's like, sounds good to me. He's oh like, I don't have a title for, I don't have a title for the Magnum or the Maxi. Yeah. I have a title for the, for the Columbia. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and in Illinois, that's like, uh, that like super devalued the bikes. But he like, he was just like a motorcycle junkyard. He didn't care. Mm-hmm. So, so I like, load these bikes in my van and i'm like pumped and i'm high-fiving my buddy matt mm-hmm. and uh now i want to pause from the moped uh talk and tell a story that happened <laughs> on the way to get these bikes because yeah. mopeds are all about adventures right exactly man i'm all about hearing backstories i love it so here's this adventure that i had uh, going to get these bikes my buddy matt's flying out from nebraska is going to come visit me so i picked him up in indianapolis and i was like we're halfway to Bloomington. Let's just drive the rest of the way and get these mopeds. And he's like, okay, so we're driving in my van. Uh, got this big old um, Chevy van, Yuba Gold. It's a conversion van. And uh, we're driving on the way there. And we see a guy walking down the highway, hitchhiking. I'm like, Matt, have you ever picked up a hitchhiker? And he's like, no, I've never. And I was like, let's pick him up. And he's like, sure, that sounds great. And so yeah. like, we stopped. And like, by the time we decided to like pick this guy up, we'd passed him. And so we like pulled (laughs) over and stopped. Right. And I like look in the mirror and this guy is running full on like the Terminator, like chasing a car, like sprinting to the van. And I'm like, is this normal? And we're like, well, I guess he's being considerate. Like, yeah, he doesn't want us to just like wait while he's like lollygagging his way up to the van. He's a hitchhiker. He doesn't have a lot of options. Somebody stopping. He's going to go. So like he comes sprinting up and we like roll down the window and we're like, where are you going? He's like, I'm going to the next town. And we're like, hop in. This is easy. We're going there too. Yeah. (laughs) Get in. (laughs) Did he sit in the middle of you two? Cause I'm like seeing the dumb and dumber scene right now. Like (laughs) it's a, it it was pretty much, we were, we were definitely into the movie dumb and dumber. So (laughs) like, but he's sitting in a captain's chair. He like hops in the back. It's a conversion van. So there's four captain's chairs. The bed in the back was pulled out because I was picking up these mopeds. So he hops in one of the chairs and like, he's getting buckled in. And I'm like, this guy is maybe like in his late forties, early fifties. He's kind of, he's got like this beard. He's a little shabby. And I'm looking in my rear view mirror at two lane highway it's like, oh, there's some cars coming, but if I like floor it now, like I'll get on with time to merge, no big deal. So I'm gonna hit the gas. Mm-hmm. So like, turn on my blinker, hit the gas, like start accelerating, like looking in my mirror behind me. Once I'm confident, like I'm start looking forward, and as I look forward, there's a van coming the other way, slowing down, and I'm looking at it. It's got Illinois state plates on it, and I look at the guy, like I lock eye contact with the other driver because he's like stopping mm-hmm. in the road 
And he's looking at me and he's waving his arms back and forth, shaking his head. No, <laughs> and like <laughs> waving his arms and like Matt and I both see this. So we look at each other and then we both look back at this guy in the van and he looks at me with like this thousand yard stare. He's just like, he thinks he knows me, but he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so like Matt and I are both like, okay, so how far is the next town? And like, this guy is trying to like turn around on the highway. Yeah. And, trying like, to chase your ass down. Yeah. Right. But there's like traffic and he can't turn. And like, it was like a state plated vehicle, but we're like, is this like from a mental institution? Is this like yeah. from county corrections? Is this a parole officer? We don't know who this yeah. guy is, but we know that he was trying to pick up the guy that we have. Yeah, so no. we're like, we're like driving slow, trying to like, <laughs> trying like to make it not look obvious, like, but trying yeah, like, to, yeah. so the guy's like, he, he like, he like, grabs the armrest and like slides up between the two of us in the yep, front dumb and seat. dumber scene now yep. yep and he's like hey can i have some money <laughs> and, we're, and, and i'm like no sorry man i'm gonna I, I i don't have any money right now i just bought some mopeds but if you want you can have a dr pepper because i had like a case of dr pepper in the van <laughs> so priorities like, man mopeds yeah. and dr pepper so he was like okay and so like i hand him a can of dr pepper he cracks it open, just drank it all in like one glug, just like. Well, dude, you would be thirsty too if you're running from the state home. Okay, quit judging. He was he was super excited, so yeah. like he drank that, and like we had some more conversation, like very tense. We get to the next town, and we're like, oh, here's a gas station. This is your this is where you get out. Yep. And he and so like he gets out. He like opens the door and and he he's like hand on the door handle door still open hey are you sure i can't have some money <laughs> and we're like we're like no still broke but if you want a dr pepper for the road go ahead and he's like okay so we give him another dr pepper and he like cracks the can open and drinks it and just drops the can in the parking lot and takes off running <laughs> So it's like a mic drop only with a Dr. Pepper. That's yeah. <laughs> so he just takes off running. And we like, we're like, we sat in that gas station parking lot right on the highway waiting for this other van to like show up. And we'd be like, he, he ran that way, man. Yeah. But like that other van doesn't show up. And we're like, we just got to get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> now you're an accomplice. To... Yeah. So no idea what happened to that guy, but that like set the tone. Like that was my first moped adventure. Like, <laughs> So yeah, we, we, we get to the, we get to that, uh, junkyard by those bikes, like super pumped. And, uh, so now I've got like five bikes. Um, I sell, like, I was like, Oh, I'll sell this. I'll flip this Columbia. So I sold it. Like I got it running. It was a 20 mile an hour sax motor mm -hmm. and it would not go faster than 20, <laughs> it, but like, it was perfect. It was, it was so quiet and it like was in very nice shape. Mm -hmm. I sold it to this girl for $400. And I was like, I was just a businessman doing business. Yeah, you yeah. Know? So, <laughs> so, uh, so then we started to build like, oh man, like friends are starting to buy mopeds. Mm -hmm. Like, let's start our own moped club. Like, what are we going to call ourselves? Like, we'll be the apocalypse ponies. Oh, so you got that going for you. <laughs> right. So we start uh, like our own little moped club 
and and uh, and I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna be like buying mopeds and fixing them up, and so I'm selling mopeds to my friends for like 300 bucks, 400 bucks, mm-hmm. and I got this friend Aaron. And he was like, hey, I really like that brown one. And I was like, man, this is too much like a motorcycle. I don't think I want it. I like mopeds to step through. So I sell, mm-hmm. I sell this brown UPS Magnum to Aaron for 450 bucks. And like, and I don't and blame like, you, dude. I'm sorry. Like, mm-hmm. I get it. Like the UPS Magnum's the crown jewel for the top tank people. Like, mm-hmm. I don't get it. Like, I'm just not a top tank person. I'm a step through guy. What can I say? It was like, uh, I was like, yeah, you know, he can like, it'll still be around. And he like mm-hmm. took good care of his stuff. He was always like cleaning. So like, like I just sold it to him and like the next, it was in good running shape. And like a week later he showed up to our ride and he'd like steel wooled the chrome and like awesome. washed it and waxed it and like armor all the tires and the seat. Mm. I was like, Oh my gosh, you have to teach me how to clean these mopeds because I had no idea. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so we started riding mopeds around, and like Anderson is this uh, little town in uh, eastern central Indiana, but it's like on the White River. And so there's some, there's some like roads that aren't just straight and flat. Mm-hmm. So we were finding all the fun stuff to ride, and uh, it was great. Um, so, the um like i was like this was this would be like 2006 2007 mm-hmm. there was a guy that had been on the moped army forums for a long time goes by moped lair yes. his name's Blair actually, from new jersey mm-hmm. i actually just me and him are talking right now he we're, we're trying to figure out how he can maybe be a guest on here hopefully yeah he's a super friendly guy very <laughs> helpful and like super got a lot of great stories because he's been doing it since the seventies. Yeah, yeah. So, um, every year he would host an adoption ride. Uh, and cause in New Jersey, mopeds have to have titles and like, mm-hmm. if there's no title, there's no way to get a new one. And like, you're just out of luck. Mm-hmm. And so since he was so established, people were just bringing in mopeds, like just have this, take this, give me 50 bucks. It's no title. And he'd like fix them all up, get them running great. And he had a literal, barn with 70 running mopeds in it and every year he would be like got to make space in the barn for all the new mopeds i'm getting mm-hmm. and so he would have this adoption ride and invite people and people come from new york city and like uh jersey and all over and like he'd put on a ride of like 40 people mm-hmm. and they'd all ride mopeds and you could like try try one out and ride it and they were all for sale oh and that's awesome it was like a great idea and like it like it was awesome ride super fun and so one year i was like oh man i really want to go but i can't and then like after the ride was over he's like hey look i've i've got all i've got here's a spreadsheet excel spreadsheet of all these bikes i have left over i need to sell some more (laughs) and so i was so i just like got the excel spreadsheet sorted by like i sorted the data by like least like the price with the lowest and I was just like <laughs> took the like listed six of the cheapest bikes and I was like Larry I'll buy these like I can be to New Jersey let me figure this out like it's mm-hmm. like 700 miles <laughs> so like so I'm like okay I can borrow a truck that gets 20 miles per gallon <laughs> and if it's 700 miles I'm gonna need 180 dollars in gas 
and there's tolls. And I like, I like did all the math. I crunched my numbers. I was like, yes, I can make this work. Like I can buy <laughs> these six mopeds and bring them back and be like cash positive. Now, were you actually making the numbers work or were you doing that moped math where like, I'm just going to make these numbers work? Like, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, the, it's the, it's like when you start to like, it's like, okay, I really just want to have all these mopeds. So like, yeah. maybe the numbers don't actually work, but it's close enough that I don't really have <laughs> There to, you go. We can round it up. Yeah. How hard was it to, you were in Indiana at this point, how hard was it for you guys to get new titles for mopeds there? Indiana was a no title state. If you sat on it, if you sat on it, you owned it. So so it required no plates, no driver's license. There, the only, like it was a 50 CC limit Mm -hmm. and like a one and a half horsepower was like listed, but that didn't you hear that anything. any authority figures who listen to list that they don't we all ride 49 cc bikes that's right so, yes and <laughs> so like that's what was so great about in indiana at the time it's like you could own 15 mopeds and it didn't cost you anything to like have yeah. them and you could just like so ride one like you could just have a bike like i'm only gonna ride this bike july 4 who cares mm-hmm. like ride it once a year <laughs> that's awesome so yeah, we drive out to New Jersey, like jam five mopeds, six mopeds in the back of this S10 truck. Cause I was like, oh, my van's only getting like 14 miles a gallon. I'm going to borrow this truck. So that's, that's on a good day. That van's getting 14 miles a gallon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm sure every moped person has figured this out, but if you have a van, it is the perfect disposal vehicle for the contents of a moped's gas tank when you first buy it. So like you first buy a moped and who knows how long that gas has been in there. So you just drain it and you get these bowls of flammable liquid that's like yellow and nasty, stinky stuff. It's got oil in it. And you're like, how do I get rid of this? Just pour it in your van. Like your van doesn't care. <laughs> like you dilute it down with a couple of gallons of good gas and you just yeah. burn it up. Yeah, no big deal. So like that, that adventure, like that, that adventure, like buying those bikes, like that, that was super fun. And like the next year I was like, guess what? I'm going to do it again. (laughs) (laughs) And so, uh, I, uh, this time I was like, I'm going to go big this time. So Larry had like a huge list and my cousin owned a shuttle bus. All right. And so I'm like, hey, cuz, can I borrow yeah, your yeah. shuttle bus? <laughs> I haven't heard from you since Christmas, but maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to take it to New Jersey. And he's like, sure, that'd be great. So, <laughs> so like I borrow the shuttle bus, pull all the seats out of it. And I like go to, I was like, this, this shuttle bus needs a little attention before I like drive it. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to change the oil. So I get like, I'm changing the oil in the street like of this house that I'm running. And this is like this Ford shuttle bus. It's got a big block motor and like I slide underneath it, like working with no jack stands because it's so big, like no Mm -hmm. jack. I get my like little round oil pan underneath there and I pull the plug out and that oil pan falls all the way to the top. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, how'd that work for you, buddy? There was, yeah, there's like eight quarts, like, there's so much oil in there. I was thinking, yeah. so it's like, so like it's already made a huge mess in the street and I'm like trying to slide, slide this, 
full to the top <laughs> oil pan like across the pavement like I was like, man, my neighbors are going to hate me. This is the worst. But like, I got the oil You're changed. in Indiana. It really doesn't matter. So just throw some dirt in it. Yeah. And it was fine. And I take it for a test drive. And this is like the night before I'm getting ready to go. And like, this it's is automatic, so <laughs> automatic transmission. And like, it's got overdrive. And I'm like, around town, this thing's driving great. Plenty of power. I'm like, let's take it up to 70, see how it does. So I get it on the, interstate and it like like driving fine get to 60 get to 65 and then it's like you know it's like shifting it's like and it just keeps jumping back and forth between overdrive and drive and it will not stay in overdrive and i'm like oh no and as a side note how how's what's the longest anybody's ever gone on your podcast before they start making motor noises like I just <laughs> uh we'll, we'll mark it now i think we're 40 minutes in but okay all right yeah. <laughs> good so we've made moped sounds in a quicker fashion but i think you're the first imitation of a big block ford so okay so anyway yeah like i figure out like oh if i if i disable the overdrive and get it up to 70 and then turn the overdrive back on it'll stay in overdrive but only legit it it was kind of like the movie speed like if i stayed in overdrive at 70 it was Mm -hmm. fine but if it dropped down below 68 it was like shifting back and forth yeah you had to manually shift it yeah yeah so anyway uh get to jersey by 17 mopeds from larry and I like, secretly hate you right now because like you're getting all these deals on mopeds and like new people like me in this scene, like where the fuck were these like last spring, but whatever. It was uh, at the time, like I had, I had got like in between the first trip and the second trip, I had gone to like Goshen and like made friends with Devin and hung out mm-hmm. with him some more. And I was like, Hey, I'm going to Jersey. Do you want to get in on this? And so he like picked some bikes off the list <laughs> and he like drove down to town and gave me some cash and I was working my first professional job, making $32,000 a year. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I am rich. You got and that so, adult money now. You're like, oh, right. hell yeah, man. It's like Taco Bell any day. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I remember like, I brought like, I had like, it was three, it was almost $3,000 is what I paid for 17 bikes. God, that's and, steel. And it yeah. was, yeah, it was like, I knew it was a good deal. It was great. I was like super pumped. So load all these bikes in. And at this point, like I had left on a Friday night after work and drove straight through the night to New Jersey. Mm -hmm. And this, this was the year 2007, maybe. And I had, I had just discovered monster energy drink. I'm like filling, I'm filling the shuttle bus up with gas. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I've seen these monster energy drinks. Let's give one a try. So I bought a four pack and I, I could drink it. And I was like, this is great. I'm going to make it to New Jersey tonight. And yeah. so like I drive, it's like four in the morning. I'm like in Virginia or Pennsylvania. And I was like, I'm so tired. I got to go to sleep. And I laid down in that shuttle bus and my heart was just pounding. And I was like, yeah, who am I kidding? I'm not going to sleep. <laughs> yeah. That's the word that I kicked Red Bull and all that years ago. Cause like I was in a house with like three other guys. We we're making multiple runs to Costco or Sam's club a week for Red Bulls. And like, you'd shut your eyes and you just want to sleep so bad, but your heart's just pounding. You're like, fuck. So like, yeah, I kicked that shit years ago, dude. I won't go back. 
<laughs> so so like I just keep driving. I get to Larry's house at like it's like nine in the morning, mm-hmm. and like I load up these mopeds and I turn around, like hang out, talk, chat with Larry for a little bit, load them up. I'm like I'm gonna hit the road, and so it's like noon, and I start back, and I'm like, hey, this secret monster energy drink. I'm gonna just turn this all around. I'm gonna be back in time tonight to play Halo with all my friends. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and I remember I got like into Pennsylvania and okay, so no GPS. I had a cell phone, had it off the whole time. Yeah. So like I've got I've got an atlas in my shuttle bus. Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, I just got to stay on this interstate. And I don't remember it was 74, 72, 70 something going through Pennsylvania. I make a wrong turn and I get on another one that starts with the same number. And <laughs> like, and so I'm driving and eventually I figured out like, oh, and so I look at my atlas and I'm like, oh, okay, well, where I, where I need to get, it's like, I'll get back on the interstate at this town. So I like plot my way from one interstate to the next. And it's like, oh, okay, this is only 60 miles away. I'm still like thinking like Nebraska time. So it's like 60 miles away. That's one hour, like mm-hmm. 60 miles an hour the whole way. So I'm like an hour away. I'll be back on schedule. So I'm driving. It's starting to get raining. It's dark. Like the road starts to get windier and I'm going mm-hmm. through like starts to get in the mountains. Yeah. And I see a sign like 45 miles to the town I'm going to. And I'm going 45 miles an hour. And I'm like, okay, still an hour away. I'm good. And then like, we're winding up this mountain road, going over some mountain speed limits, 30. I'm going 30, Mm. sign 30 miles away. And I'm like, I'm still an hour away. Like this town is perpetually one hour away. And I'm like losing my mind because I'd had, I'd had zero sleep for like, I've been awake for like uh, 36 hours. I'd, oh. had four, I'd had four monster energy drinks. Yeah. <laughs> and I finally like get to this town after like three hours of being uh, three weeks, away. three hours. It doesn't matter. It's and all... like, and the, like the wipers on this shuttle bus, like are not helping. And, <laughs> no. like, it's Probably like, making it worse actually. But I was pretty sure like I was going to run over Bigfoot. Cause I was like, <laughs> hallucinating <laughs> so no dude that's this... john that's bullshit because we all know bigfoot lives in the pacific northwest not that's in true some, yeah I, so i don't know what the regional uh bigfoot <laughs> variation is in yeah, pennsylvania yeah. but i'm sure they have one. okay okay <laughs> um so i get to this truck stop and i was like okay i'm just gonna go to sleep so i like lay down in this bus mm-hmm. and i i'm like i just immediately pass out and i wake up in a couple hours and i've got this headache and i was like of course. oh I'm sleeping 17 mopeds full of gas and like with all these oh, windows, Jesus Christ. all these windows shut. So I like, you know, like these are lessons you learn. Like yeah. this is the, this is the experience that you get when you go he- head over heels into mopeds. So like, <laughs> crack the windows, like manage to get home the next Sunday, like, like something about the monster energy drink had made my hair just like stand up. <laughs> on end like i was touching like a tesla coil yeah, yeah and like but i was like pumped and hooked and i felt like the king of the world mm-hmm. so i so, imagine everybody in like the scene thought you were the shit like holy fuck did you see what he could John yeah. yeah dude you were the talk of the scene i guarantee it everybody was happy. there was like there was mopeds that nobody had ever seen like indiana was like lots of 
um, lots of kooks, lots of gadabouts, mm-hmm. and um, but like that was really all that we had seen. Mm-hmm. And like then all of a sudden, I was bringing up like these Gorellis and these Minarellis and the, like a Snark Bianchis, and like there was stuff that dim smiley like weird stuff we had never seen and we were all yeah. like pumped to find the differences but, um yeah so that was super fun um, yeah let's see i'm gonna uh so jump ahead get married um move like we're gonna move to um seattle to go to grad school so my okay. wife and i she's she's into mopeds she's riding mopeds with me we're going to rallies in the midwest like we're going to move to Seattle. So I sell off a bunch of bikes. So I like pack up like, okay, these are the five that I'm going to take with me. Mm-hmm. And like we moved, we moved to Seattle and like I show up to Moped Monday. And like at this point I'd had my blog going for a while. Okay. And, uh, you know, hanging out on Moped Army forum all day. And so like I met some of these guys at a rally or two and like, meet up with mosquito fleet and it was like it was like everything i'd ever wanted it to be because like the apocalypse ponies was like the moped guy and all his friends who like bought mopeds so like yeah they were, you know some of the guys were more into it than others but for the most part it was just like something fun we did and i fixed everybody's bike who didn't want to do it yeah you like, you were kind of not to put words in your mouth but you're kind of the ringleader of the group yeah it's like i like i was yeah the catalyst like it like everybody came and we all had a good time together, but nobody would have gotten into it without me. Mm-hmm. And so like mosquito fleet was awesome. It's like this huge city seemed like a fairyland. Like it was like a fairy tale, uh, like mountains, ocean, like windy curvy roads, like roads. Like I'd never seen, never been like I'd been to Seattle once, like as a teenager, Mm-hmm. but never like experienced it on two wheels and it was awesome. And, uh, yeah. So like join the mosquito fleet weekly meetings, like hanging out all the time, like super fun, had a little apartment and, uh, had like garage parking in the basement. And I'd like bring my moped up the elevator to like awesome. our third floor apartment. And like, I'd work on it in the living room or in the kitchen. Cause it had yeah. linoleum. And I was like, uh, Oh, mm-hmm. I can't ruin the linoleum floor with oil and gas. <laughs> like don't no. want to get it on the carpet. That would be foolish. <laughs> so yeah, that was, you know, that was super fun. And, uh, you know, lived there for a few years and that's where like I had met Kansas John Mm-hmm. uh at rallies and in the midwest and then like he's moving out and i was like oh yeah let's like let's sponsor him like he's a great fit it'll be super awesome but uh i was going by the screen name responsible john at the time and i was mm-hmm. like uh, i don't know if there's room enough for two guys with a nickname john yeah and he has a better claim to it than i do because it's <laughs> like his actual name is John. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so I'm like, hmm, how can I like change this nickname? So I remember like, I was like, oh, I got it. We'll call him John Elkhart. And I remember like, oh, if okay. John comes first, like that'll make more, like that won't be like confusing. Yeah. And he was coming from Elkhart and I was trying to convince him that he should call <laughs> himself John Elkhart. <laughs> and I was like I referring heard to this. 
I was referring to him as like John Elkhart to like all the other Mosquito Fleet people. But he was like, hey, I'm Kansas John. And yeah. so eventually that was an uphill battle that I did not win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, that, yeah, it doesn't have quite the ring as Kansas John. I mean, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm going to yeah. decide with everybody else on that there. Well, responsible I, John. I, I felt like I was a good nickname giver. Like I gave a lot of good nicknames to people who came and went from Mosquito Fleet. Mm-hmm. and uh that like there was uh gorilla steve like mm-hmm. he showed up on a gorelli one night and like he joined mosquito fleet and so he was going by gorelli steve and that was like <laughs> but then he got like poop and i was like let's just call him gorilla and like he like embraced it and then his girlfriend was coming around so we called her lady gorilla which was like <laughs> I'm sure that went over well with her. <laughs> no, she loved it. It was, it was awesome. The best. And uh, yeah, there was a guy that joined. Um, yeah, he his name was his last name was Door, and he was a bit of a drag. And so we started calling him to like Doorknob, and then it oh. became like, and then it became like the knob and then it was like knob gobbler. <laughs> and, and like that one kind of devolved and that like he didn't last very long probably because we no. were too mean to him <laughs> dude if you're in mopeds and you can't handle somebody busting your chops and whatever <laughs> man like like i always tell people you can say whatever you want to me you cannot emotionally scar me any worse than i was by adults as i was a child like i would i had people rag on me all the time raising so it's like say whatever you want i've heard it all so like uh Joining the Mosquito Fleet was super fun. I got a lot of great experiences doing that. Um, this is like 2010, 2009. Pacific Moped Racing League is going on. There's mm-hmm. moped races in Sacramento or in Atwater, California. The, um, there was moped races in Oregon and Seattle or Tacoma. And so we were doing like this summer racing league. We had like, I don't know, six or seven races and like, It was super fun. Like the Mosquito Fleet owned a school bus, which is also super fun. Mm -hmm. Um, Basically, it was the, it was the, um, what's the word, gestalt of mopeds where like the sum of the fun is greater than all of its parts. So like Mm -hmm. everybody doing it together, like allowed you to scale up into like experiences you'd never have on your own. Mm -hmm. But it's like, we can all afford a school bus because everybody can afford like, you know a 60 dollar ride on a bus and if we yeah. all chip in 200 bucks we've got a beautiful school bus mm-hmm. and the moped racing thing was awesome we all supported each other and like i remember i bought a set of leathers on ebay racing leathers that they're i still have them they're purple and white and yellow with lightning bolts and awesome. so i i started a powder coating business so i powder coated my moped to match my bike <laughs> so it had like purple rims and like yellow hubs and white spokes and like nice. it was a it was a honda hobbit uh with a athena kit 70 athena and uh it had a pinto tank on it mm-hmm. super super fun um the like lots of adventures there um i won't get too buried down in all the details but uh Oh, no worries, my guy. The um, At the time, Seattle Mopeds was a thing. Like uh, mm-hmm. uh, Kevin and Brendan Barron's 
were doing Seattle mopeds. I think Kevin started it and I don't know how much Brendan was involved, but they were brothers and they were like these legendary figures uh, mm-hmm. on moped army and very like, very cool to like meet some of your heroes, you know, and like, yeah, be, like just become pals. And uh, so I was wrenching there uh, Kevin had sold the shop to Dan at 77 Mm-hmm. and uh yeah so like i was being a mechanic <laughs> there for a while and that was fun oh awesome mm-hmm. i i've always well i say awesome because i always hear about the the seattle mopeds like i've never actually gotten to meet or actually talk with somebody who worked there you know, hear mm-hmm. they had such a great reputation reputation i can't say that word tonight uh for such a long time in the community and so that's that's really rad like i yeah I like putting pieces of the history back together first. Yeah. And names to faces. So like, um, was that a full-time gig for you there? Or was that just kind of, I'm here from five to nine going to help out here and there. So the store had business hours and it was being managed by someone else, uh, Terry Dean. Um, and, uh, like they kept regular hours, but we'd hang out there at night sometimes. And I would, come in like Dean would tell me when a customer's bike came in and then I would set my own hours. I'd just go in the next day and work Mm -hmm. because I was going to school. I had my powder coating business and I was doing this. So I'd go in whenever I could. And, uh, you know, I was used to like Midwest prices on mopeds. So like, uh, like out there, like, Oh, you know, like you sell a rope running moped to somebody who doesn't like want to fix it. They want to buy it from a shop. And it's like, a thousand to two thousand dollars and like people will pay six hundred dollars to get a moped running so it was like oh okay yeah that's great money so like I, yeah i was wrenching there and uh, columbus josh uh had moved um to seattle and had joined the mosquito fleet he's now a puddle cutter um he'd moved out from columbus ohio mm-hmm. and he was a mechanic at, at a scooter shop i think and he started wrenching and he was super cool dude taught me a lot about like wrenching as a profession mm-hmm. and uh so that was fun and uh, yeah like yeah i got to go like to west coast rallies which was very different because i was like oh you know like washington oregon california like up and down the coast like you're in the midwest it's four hours like anderson was four hours from every rally it was mm-hmm. like four hours to Louisville, Cincinnati, like Chicago, uh, Elkhart, you know, like Grand Rapids, Ann Arbor. Like I was going to every rally and it was like, leave after work on Friday, get Mm -hmm. there in time, like come back Sunday night. And then like, it's like, I I am a little jealous of your geographical location because you're close. Like you hear on um, Moped Monday podcast, they think everybody in the Midwest is close together, at least like my part no we are not oh yes but like indiana honestly that is a great if you want to get just mopeding wise people like that is a great jump off point because like you Mm -hmm. just said like everything's four hours five hours away you leave friday after work and you're there yeah so like uh, portland rallies were only four hours away and that was fine Mm -hmm. but like the land squids were active um the creatures were active so like sacramento san diego los angeles uh, i'm sorry not san diego san francisco yes um, and san uh, diego would have been los chupacabres I believe. yeah uh and uh 
they were way down there. And uh, so, yeah, it was like, but it was like, oh, 18 hours to California. It's like, what? And especially <laughs> in like a school bus, but like riding to a rally on a bus, like 10 of your friends and like, technically it's an RV. So like we're, we can drink in the bus. Like awesome. You can just like have a good time and like, yeah, yeah. you're like having fun riding in the bus, hanging out and uh, yeah, super fun rallies on the West coast were unlike anything I'd ever seen and uh, super fun people. And uh, no, when you say they're nothing like you'd ever seen this, I mean, is it just the rides themselves or is it just like just how people interacted with each other? Well, so the people were definitely different. Um, mm-hmm. Like the um, get like not to get too much into like how the yeah. people were different, but like it was just a different culture of people, mm-hmm. even in as far as mopeds went. And but the rides were very different. Like Mosquito Fleet was 100 percent like long rides. Like our awesome. rally is about riding mopeds. And so like the Saturday ride is going to be 180 miles and fucking rad dude. And, and there was like things that I'd never thought of like, okay, we're going to do a ride to a ferry. We're going to put 80 mopeds on a ferry and the ferry is going to ride across like this (laughs) Puget Sound. And then we're going to like ride around an Island. (laughs) That's awesome. And so it's like all these new experiences and uh, yeah, like every, every ride, like, Los Angeles and I'm like oh I've seen this in a movie I've seen this in a movie like <laughs> yeah I've like and so you know like writing like oh this is where they shot that scene in Fast and the Furious uh-huh. and so like it was just like uh, yeah I don't know it's like the world's a big place you know you're a man in your mid-20s and it's like I'm experiencing the world so it's mm-hmm. great yeah um, gotta see like um the san francisco 77 moped shop when they had opened down there and uh that was neat got to um eventually later saw like the the treats warehouse like seeing all that stuff super fun and uh so like wrapping up like the the seattle part of my story the um my wife uh was recruited into um, her family's business. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we made a decision to leave uh, Seattle and move back to Indiana. Yeah. And and so we did, and we moved to Lafayette and um, it was like a, I never felt more welcome, like coming back um, like Devin and John and like uh, a bunch of like motion lefters and uh, a bunch of Louisville like bandits and even like TBS guys like threw me a party at Devin's shop like in Goshen and it was just like it was because like we moved back in December and they're like we're so glad you're here like (laughs) come up and we just like hung out in the shop and like they had a banner and everything (laughs) dude that's so that's so rad yeah. but dude that's it, mopeds like the, it, and like that was the i think that was the difference like the mo in the in the culture of like people between like west coast and like midwest because mm-hmm. like west coast it was really easy like people are very friendly but it it was hard to like get like deep relationships going mm-hmm. but like the midwest it was like everybody like 
people were friendly and like they're like oh it's nice to meet you you should come over and let's have like come over today and let's eat lunch and i'll feed you <laughs> yeah, yeah so that was uh that was fun um living here in lafayette um found a few guys like okay well like so this is what i would refer to as the my third age of mopeds like i had mm-hmm. found mopeds and started my own gang in anderson uh joined an official moped army club in seattle and experienced mm-hmm. that that's like my second age and like the third age of mopeds was like starting my own uh gang knowing like what i knew mm-hmm. and um finding people who had, were into it like without me and so yeah. like west lafayette has purdue university so there's yep. like a lot of students and uh found a few guys on moped army like just searching by location and i like contacted them and most of them had never met each other and like i organized like a meetup mm-hmm. and we like all got together and went for a ride and like it was super fun of course and like so so like we started a club and we called ourselves the lafayettes um okay and uh the um the lafayette like the Lafayette Yeti is like this uh, local urban legend um, mm-hmm. that uh, I'm trying to remember exactly because my father-in-law told me about it. But it basically the Lafayette Yeti is like a, was like a seven foot tall man in a trench coat that was super hairy <laughs> that would expose himself to people like along the Wabash. <laughs> He's like a a serial flasher. (laughs) I can, everybody's just imagining the trench coat and the guy just running. (laughs) This is like back in the 70s or the 80s, but I was like, man, the Lafayette, like the Lafayettes is a great name. So, like, we're gonna gonna appropriate that. So, so, you know, we started our little club and had our weekly meetings and did all kinds of moped stuff um and the um, i started what a year, shop. you know how i am with my timelines what oh, year are we at at? so this is like 2012 um, okay 2012 um yetis is a small club there's like six members mm-hmm. and um we're hitting all the rallies taking advantage of that midwest sweet spot you mm-hmm. know so we're going to all kinds of rallies. This is all, uh, again, very well documented on my blog, mopedhq.blogspot.com. We will link uh, it for you, big guy. Don't you worry. I'll put it on the Second Chance Moped page which, on Facebook. Uh, on Facebook. I almost said Facebook. So I'm like half. I've worked too much this week, but no worries. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Just uh, <clears throat> at this point. Um, buying and selling and fixing and hanging out and wrenching in garages every night and super fun. Uh, get a County map of Tippecanoe County and like tack it up on the wall. And I'm like highlighting any road that doesn't go straight. And we spent months like planning and uh, like finding rides and like Mm -hmm. making rides and naming them and like uh, putting together lots of great rides and then we started hosting rallies and we were having, we'd have a rally every year. We had four rallies and uh, there's some great rally or there's some on YouTube. There's some good uh, videos of the Lafayettes. If you search Lafayettes, it's not mm-hmm. unfortunately a trench coated 
hairy man exposing himself. <laughs> I think that's against YouTube's guidelines. Yeah, I, I think know. that there's a reason why I don't post any of the audio up on YouTube because I swear <laughs> entirely too much, you guys. So, um, the, um, yeah, like the Yetis were super fun. We applied for official membership, and I'm as a Mosquito Fleet Scout at this time. We applied, I think, four times to Moped Army and never got in. Um, and that's just the way it goes. Um, mm -hmm. We ended up with 74% of the vote one year, which takes 75 to get in at the mm -hmm. time. And uh, like, but you know, it is what it is. And in all fairness, like the, some of the other Yetis graduated college and like hung out for a few years, but everybody kind of went their separate ways and like mm -hmm. moved on. And so like, now there's only uh, three or four of us left in town. And, uh, you know, we're all adult, like, I think uh, people say adulting, mm -hmm. we're all <laughs> professional people, got kids and families. So like we get together a few times a year, mm -hmm. ride when we can, but I, you know, I was out of mopeds. Like I didn't, I maybe only went to one rally a year, like maybe in 17 and 18, like I went to the bandit rally for 10 years in a row. Like I was at the first bandit rally. Mm -hmm. And I went to everyone and I was at the last bandit rally. And then I like, didn't go to any of the next year after they stopped hosting rallies. Mm -hmm. And then, so last, so fast forward, oh, uh, fast forward to 2019, I'm like, man, I want to go to a rally again. And I want to go to a rally where I don't know anybody. <laughs> and so dude like, there's no you can't do that in mopeds like especially somebody who's been around you're a part i'll say you're part of that old guard it is impossible for you not to run into at least two to three people and i think we i know where this is going john but like yeah everybody's like oh i want to go somewhere nobody knows me everybody knows everybody in mopeds so i was like oh i'm gonna go to that omaha rally like those guys seem pretty neat like you know, a little bit of stomp, like hometown stomp and like, oh yeah, I'm from Nebraska. I spend a little time in Omaha occasionally. Like, let's see what that's all about. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I go to that rally and then I run into Kansas John. Wasn't expecting to see him, but bump into a couple of people that I knew, but not very many. And mm -hmm. like, it was super fun, like great rally, um, super well-organized Ed's Moped Shop, super yeah. cool place. Very I don't friendly. give I don't give Ed enough props on this uh, podcast. Ed, we do love you guys. You guys have been nothing but nice to me, and your shop is amazing. The stuff you guys put out there. Yeah, it. Uh, I was super impressed with all the work that they do there, and uh, yeah, like they put on a great rally, mm -hmm. and uh, they had some wonderful uh, raffle bikes, which you saw and John described very yep. well in his podcast. So won't get into that, but like, it was super fun, but I had realized something had changed. Like, so this is 2019 and I'm like 36 and I'm like, oh, okay, I'll just go to this moped rally. So like I get in my completely dependable, like Toyota Tacoma <laughs> pickup and just like drive straight there with no problems. And like, I have a GPS address in my phone Yeah. and I get there and then I'm like, oh, okay. Well, since I like, since I am old now, I'm just going to get on Airbnb and I'm just going to get myself an Airbnb and like, boop. 
you know, hit the buttons on my phone. It's like, you know, okay, three miles away, book it. Like yeah. I can just ride there on my GPS and like sleep in a bed in air conditioning with my mm-hmm. moped parked inside. And it's like, I'm missing some of the route. Like it doesn't quite feel like it used to. And that's okay. But it was like, <laughs> I'm sure your it, back and everything likes you a lot better now because of this and not dying of moped poisoning, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like not sleeping in a shuttle bus. Yeah. 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 Gas yeah. Fumes. yeah. So, but it, it like really took me back to like uh, one of the first rallies I ever went to was a Cincinnati rally, mm-hmm. uh, bomb prom or no, it wasn't. Yeah, it was bomb prom. Okay. And I was like, Cincinnati is only 90 miles from Anderson. Like I'm going to ride my moped there. So I like rode my moped uh, into like 2006, 2007. I rode my wow, moped dude. like to Cincinnati solo. And I was like, oh, this is super awesome. I'm going to take my fastest moped. I didn't know why it was the fastest. But it was like, <laughs> it was a Pook Maxi, like a one speed with a high torque cylinder. And uh, like, a, it wasn't a bi-turbo, but it was some kind of performance pipe. Mm-hmm. And it, but it, it just had a, it had an 18 tooth front sprocket and like a 36 tooth rear. And so it went like 30, like 37, 38, like on the flats, but yeah. like, so I'm like blasting there, but then like, oh, guess what? Cincinnati's got some pretty big hills. I was going like, to ask you how that how that gear ratio worked up for you, it, big guy. Mm-mm. It didn't work out very well, <laughs> but like, so like I got to Cincinnati later than I was expecting, and I had like printed out MapQuest directions on a piece of paper, like oh, taped God, onto Map my Quest. moped to, yes. to like get there. And like I I find my way to the the meetup shop, but the like the long ride is left. There's nobody there. The shop is locked, but I know I'm in the right place because there's like all these giant conversion vans around, like rattle can black with moped stickers on them. I was gonna say, <laughs> so did like, you see a bunch of like hot 100 bottles in the trash too? Because yeah, that's usually how I tell mopeders have been there. That rally was sponsored by Sparks. And... Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn Sparks! I knew people would drink those in class in college because teachers thought those were energy drinks. Yeah. Oh fuck. Yeah. It it was and so like like a moped rally in 2007 like you got there and they handed you like a printed out like little pamphlet mm-hmm. and it had a map a printed map of the town you were in and like a few locations of members houses and like the main meetup and if you were if they were really organized it would have like the routes traced mm-hmm. on there and usually a couple emergency numbers so like but nobody has their cell phone on them all the time. So like I call the number that I had and like leave a voicemail like, Hey, uh, I don't know anybody. I'm here at this warehouse. I think I'm in the right spot, but the rides left. Mm -hmm. And like, so I'm just hanging out and then I get a call like an hour later and they're like, Oh, uh, we're at this place. If you look at your map, you can find your way here. And they gave me directions. So I like find my way down there and we like, I meet up with the ride and, and they were like hanging out in this fountain, like bit like this water park, like playing in this park. And it was, it was a uh, super fun, just like splashing in the water, like simple mm-hmm. pleasures, you know, but it's like, that was what a moped rally was like sleeping in a warehouse. And like, <laughs> if you lose the ride, you are in a city you've never been in. You don't know anybody. Like you don't have a phone that can get you back anywhere. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah. It's like you you're fucking are, lost. Like you are lost. <laughs> and like, yeah, if you break down, don't miss that chase truck. <laughs> so like it's like some of that adventure is gone when you can like GPS your way through stuff, yeah. but it is very convenient. Yeah, yeah. That's that's amazing. So um the if I'm gonna rewind just a second. And, That's fine. Um, so back in 2012, 13, I started a moped shop in Lafayette called mm-hmm. Deluxe Mopeds. And uh, I bought out this old moped shop that was in Anderson. So when I lived in Anderson, I saw a guy was selling an old moped part on eBay. And I saw it was he was listed in, in Anderson. I was mm-hmm. like, hey, can I just come pick this up? He's like, sure. And so, like, I drive over to this building, just says SCS Sales on it. And it's like, it's in like this ghetto part of town. And I go in, and it's like uh, just a little wooden walk in room, but there's a counter. And on the counter is like a rack of parts books that all have mopeds on them. Awesome. And like, this old man comes out, and I was like, Is this a moped shop? And he's like, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know i had no the, internet did the presence. manuals give you it away or something <laughs> yeah so his name was everett and the short story with him he was a he owned an indian motorcycle dealership in the um in the early 70s and was mm-hmm. like a motorcycle mechanic and dealer and his shop burned down in like oh. 78 and he lost all his special tools and 78 it's like peak moped and mm-hmm. so he's like, oh, I'm going to switch to mopeds. So he like bought all the tooling, sold <laughs> mopeds and like had a huge dead stock of parts. So mm-hmm. like I, all of this is chronicled on the, the blog again. Yeah, so yeah. if you want more details, you can read that. I oh, bought his, definitely. I, I bought his stock and, and he retired and sold the, sold the shop. I bought all his stuff, moved it to Lafayette, started a shop. And that was super fun also. Mm-hmm. So like support your local moped shop, <laughs> you know, enjoy it while you can. It's great. Exactly. So yeah, that's uh that's my story. Is all right. Um, I got to ask, you never really said, um, how'd you get the name responsible John? Okay. Um, so I mean, you, the... you are a responsible looking man. I, knew that the moment i saw you at rally of the corn so uh responsible like the when when i was in college we were this is 2003 halo on original xbox was like the thing to do Mm -hmm. so we were all linking up and playing and everybody's coming up with their screen names and i had outgrown my uh, childhood like handle which was splat man was like, <laughs> you know i was like that's so I, awesome dude i love i love now yeah it's like splatman at hotmail.com goodbye email address like i'm gonna get myself a new like online alias so um we had a there's this guy in a dorm that we knew who was uh uh, casually racist and it was really weird yeah like <laughs> it, it, uh, we'd be driving 
well, I don't need to get into about how he was casually racist. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, effort, those, those people always still baffle me when they just say something so blatantly racist. Like, they still make you? Like, yeah, sorry. <laughs> so, like, in an effort to shame him into being less racist, um, <laughs> my... My my screen name for Halo was Racist John because oh, his 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 name was John, and so I was like, oh, I'll be Racist John because <laughs> he and like we're gonna shame him into not like being a racist. Well, that didn't work out. No, but, no, like, not at all. I was gonna say now you're dubbed Racist John. I don't see any so, good end roads in this, John. Right, because uh, so we started playing in Halo tournaments on campus and like. We were pretty good and we were winning. And then all of a sudden people I never met on campus were like, Hey, that's racist John. I was like, Oh no, this is like, we need to stop. Like I had, like, I need to pivot this. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, nothing good was going to come of that name. Right. So like, so like I had to pivot from that. And so I was like, well, like, I kind of like the idea of like this adjective and like John. So like, I was like, Oh, responsible John works. I'll take mm -hmm. it. So like, I'm a responsible person. That's more my personality. I don't mind if people think I'm responsible. So that was, that's where the name came from. And to make, that was my screen name on Moped Army. Mm -hmm. And to make sure people could recognize me at rallies, I ironed those letters onto the back of my denim yes. jacket. That's yeah. awesome. Which you can see a picture of that on my blog, also. Yes, we're gonna. We'll. we'll I'll probably throw a link on your blog for the moped page on Facebook um, tonight. Once I get, I'll probably chop this up. Um, and yeah, I talked a long time, so this. No, no, no. When I say chop it up, I mean like literally. I'm bare bones editing because I'm self-taught editor and whatnot. I'm just. I add the intro, outro, and kind of level <laughs> everything out and let it ride. Um, no. So let me ask you, what's mopeds like for you on a weekly basis now that you're, you know, like you said, you're kind of, you and the Lafayette's kind of see each other a couple times a year. Don't ride as much as you used to. Like what's a, what's an average week of mopeds for you now? I mean, Grant, so, you're in the Midwest and mm -hmm. we're and winter is coming, but I mean, what is it like normally? So, um, I still service some of my customers um, from the moped shop, which is no longer open. Like mm -hmm. some of the customers that were not a part of our club, just random people riding mopeds will bring me their bikes and I service them. I do two or three tune-ups a year. I do, um, I have six or seven mopeds now and they're all basically in like, fixed condition so like <laughs> when i say fixed i mean like the brake light works the horn works like the pet cock doesn't drip like like you get like the first thing you want to do when you get a moped is just get it to run no matter what yeah and then like if you in like have fun doing that then you might step up to like well i'm gonna see if i can get all the lights to work because i'm tired of taping a flashlight onto this thing yeah, yeah. and then like eventually you might get to the like if you really get into the old man kind of stuff you're like you know what that kickstand's getting greasy i think i'm gonna take that off there and degrease that you know mm -hmm. so like you get to the point where you just like get uh get everything real specific and then guess what when you're not riding it all the time it doesn't break all the time that's so, like, the thing about it i i haven't learned yet because everybody tells me how their bikes don't break i'm like 
Yeah, but you don't fucking ride your bike ever. Right. So <laughs> yeah, you just spread that mileage around. So <laughs> the um I you know, I'll take a moped cruise uh, maybe once or twice a month. I've got like my family, I take my family camping mm-hmm. and I've got a Derby DS50 that's our camping scooter. Awesome. And so, so like it rides with us and uh, and so like I'll pile my kids on there two boys then we'll ride like three of us around the campsite and like derby ds50 is a great like scooter for campgrounds Mm -hmm. electric start you know quiet flat read 40 miles an hour so like super fun so we always go camping at out of the way places and i'm always like finding roads to ride so um that's like most of my moped like you know week to week month to month um I've got a moped uh, build that I w- I'm working on. I was, I've designed uh, a sidecar uh, because I was inspired by the rally of the corn sidecar. Yeah. And so I'm trying to uh, make this bolt on sidecar kit, mm-hmm. uh, but we'll see how far that goes. But like, I've got the um, plates to, um, bolt on and brace a Tomos as like Tomos sprint frame. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, we'll see it. I'd, I'd like to like run like a batch of like five and then like you assemble it. So like, you, you know, you send the, all the plates out and you tack it, you weld it together and yep. like, it just like bolts on around the motor frame and reinforces the subframe and the swing arm. But I, I'm not going to get to that this winter because I'm working on my Subaru Brat. Dude, that is so awesome. I saw the pictures of that on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I've seen, I find, I haven't been looking for them by any means, but I've seen pictures of them on and off the last couple of years. I finally saw like the unibody of one at Hickory Moto Union about oh, yeah. a month ago at, in Kansas City. I was like, oh! And then I saw yours, dude, that thing. Yeah. Those things are so awesome. Um, that's Josh Davis who did the sidecar of the Jolly Ranchers. Uh, really yeah. awesome guy. He's very inventive, like, yeah, mm-hmm. super, super good craftsman. Like, yeah, lo- I've, I've got to chit chat with him a few times. Really, really awesome, smart guy. Um, so before Rona hit and shut down the world, um had you had any plans for 2020 to hit any rallies this coming year or do any type of rides um so i always um ever since i left seattle i've always gone back to the west coast um mosquito fleet and um puddle cutters alternate years Mm -hmm. so one year's uh seattle one year's portland so i always try and go back i've been to every mosquito fleet rally I don't know how many of the cutters rallies I've made it to, mm. but um, the mosquito fleet rally is supposed to be this year, but it did not happen um, in its original capacity. And I did not go, yeah. um, but uh, like, yeah, I was planning to go to that. And then I was going to try and go to another Michigan uh, ride. Like I wasn't sure what was going on, but like, I love riding in Michigan and like the Michigan rides are always great and it's not very far. Yeah. I hear nothing but good things. And like the rides I got to hit this, I got to hit a Detroit rally. Cause I just think that's going to be the secret. That's the secret city. That's going to pop off this coming year. I think you hear all the little things and all the people who are there, like Detroit motor works. Yeah. Um, 
as and I'll I'll throw this out there. I'm not associated with them, but if you ever want to come to Minnesota for the Casserolers rally, you and your family have a house to stay at. Oh. I'm a little fearful of this, people, because I offer this to all the guests on the Moped Podcast. So either there's going to be like 70, 80 people at my house, or there's going to be nobody. It's it's not one or the other. So, mm-hmm. but. Oh yeah, I'll hit up the casseroler's rally. Thank you for the personal invitation. So yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I'm not a casseroler, but I'll invite you to the rally. It's an open deal. So no worries, my guy. No, that'll be fun. Uh yeah, I'd love to get up there and I could probably end up I'll bring the family, the scamp, and the derby. And yeah. we'll just be scamping it up. So um yeah, the, the rallies are great. And like my kids are at the age where we can start to like do stuff again except for mm-hmm. the pandemic yeah <laughs> so. yeah <laughs> damn rona <laughs> um uh, uh, you said you got a couple boys i mean we don't gotta get into family details by any means but like are they starting to kind of get an interest in the two-wheel bikes the dad has always had around or what's so, that like for them it's um as everybody knows one of the main reasons that you have a child is to force them to like the things that you like. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And so I've got, um, a Tomos, uh, Mc 50 senior pro little dirt bike and, Mm -hmm. uh, what's the Yamaha one, the, uh, the little kids dirt PW 50. Yeah. I want to say our, I want to say your, yeah, sorry. So yeah, I've got those for them. And they are like, they've just like the oldest one is just mastered bicycle riding. And mm-hmm. like he had been able to ride a bicycle for like 18 months, but was not interested in it at all because it wasn't fun. But like somehow this summer, like he found the joy of two wheels mm-hmm. and like that has started to transfer to the two wheels with a motor. Mm-hmm. So like he started to ride that some. And, uh, yeah, they like my younger son likes to help fix on things. And, uh, he's very good at finding the greasiest thing in the garage and putting his finger in it. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. He's a little boy. That's what, that's what we do. Yeah. Got a, but I I got him a red jumpsuit, like a onesie mechanics uniform that he wears Mm -hmm. when he comes out to the shop and he'll help me fix stuff, work on lawnmowers or whatever I'm working on. Yeah. That's so rad. That makes me happy. Um, I know for myself, um, my dad was, I, all I wanted to do as a little boy was hang out with my dad when he worked mm-hmm. on stuff. Um, but yeah, dude, this is so rad. I'm so grateful that you were able to come on uh, second chance moped podcast. Don't forget everybody are, we have the, we have the ways to get a hold of me. We have Facebook, which is second chance, a moped podcast. There's a group and a page. So if you, I, you get a double invite, that's why we have second chance pod on Instagram uh, email is second chance moped again second chance moped and there will be some prizes coming over the next couple of weeks because uh some vendors that actually have gotten a hold of me about this stuff so that's pretty rad um philip i can't thank you enough for coming on second chance moped podcast we will definitely put a link to your blog and again we'll chit chat a little bit after this but don't forget philip mopeds are dumb amen Thank you, my guy. Talk to you later. Thanks a lot. Have a good night.